don't know about you guys, but uh, smoking marijuana 1.31 p.m. in the afternoon, I'm not sure if you consider that an alcoholic or a person addicted to weed. I'm not addicted to weed, by the way, um, to talk about philosophy. So, guys, welcome back to the Far Out Wisdom mini-series called Drunk Philosophy. I believe this is the fourth episode. I'm not really sure. I don't remember. I have been in a daze for the last, for the entire 2020. And the year 2020 feels like you are in a video game. And we're on we're on the sixth stage of the master. And I can't really imagine the last master of December that we have to like fucking fight, but it, it has been really terrible for everybody. And I hope that you guys are doing well, okay? <clears throat> so anyways, welcome back to the Far Out Wisdom Podcast. Thank you for tuning in today, wherever you are to hear this episode. And I really, really appreciate it if you uh, like and comment this episode. And don't forget to share Far Out Wisdom through social media to spread the wisdom. wisdom. If you would like to support this podcast financially, please donate through PayPal and Venmo, or you can become a Patreon member. Link is in the description. Anything helps me get the word out. There is all this mass information garbage flying around on the internet. So um, if I do provide some or speak a little bit of clear clarity for you guys and have a little bit of fun smoking weed for you guys for your entertainment, if you guys really appreciate me doing so, please share um, and spread it around. So anyways... I'm going to take another hit for you guys. So anyways, I'm going to step out of my boundaries a little bit. I'm going to talk about quantum immortality or quantum suicides and ghosts and demons. Woo! Yeah, that was that was fucking dumb. Anyways, so I'm going to... You're probably confused about what the fuck I'm talking about as I go along. Um, but... Um, as I go along, you will understand my dumb theory in a bit. So to define ghost soul of dead person, a uh, ghost is a soul of a dead person believed to be inhabited of the unseen world or to appear to the living body to to appear to the living in a bodily form. So you know if your grandma dies or something like that. You see, you ever seen like those YouTube videos of the ghosts where it's like a silhouette of grandma walking in the middle of the hallway, you know? So that's what I'm talking about. <clears throat> so a spirit or a soul is a person's total self. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, this fucking marijuana is gonna, I'm gonna need this. And demon is it's it's associated with evil. So you you're talking about Lucifer. You're talking about Satan. Um, and um, I I've always wanted to understand ghosts and demons ever since I was a little kid. Now, when I was a child, and I hope my sister listens to this podcast, but uh, we lived in. When my parents came here to the United States during the 80s, um, they came from Cambodia. So Cambodians are very not not I'm, I'm talking about the Cambodians in Cambodia. Uh, they're very superstitious about certain things like if your left eye twitch, you're going to hear bad news or if your left palm itches, you're going to have like a bunch of fucking money coming your way. 
or you're going to go to the casino and um, gamble and you're going to get a lot of money. So anyways, that's what um, we Cambodians, there's a lot more. So to give you guys a little bit of information about my background, my grandpa, who um, my mom's father, he was a white witch. And uh, my great grandfather, so my mom's dad's dad, who is the witch, uh, he died by a tiger. Uh, he was mule by a tiger. And it was said that tigers can transform themselves or manipulate uh, the human being that they are, they're harmless, where they could appear as a baby or a human being. And I think that's what happened to my great grandfather. And it's a superstitious um, uh, a thing where you have to be careful when you go out into the, the jungle and uh, to be careful of the things that you see and make sure it doesn't lie to you. Um, so that's pretty much what happened to my great-grandfather. But my grandpa was murdered by the Rouge and shot to death. Uh, so it's not the fact that he was a witch. It was the fact that uh, he was Laos. So a lot of um things i'm going to get there but um <clears throat> anyways i i have always been fascinated with ghosts and demons and the soul because i really want to understand like what are they where they came from and uh, i don't know about you guys but i'm a really big fan of ghost adventures <clears throat> so you know of course the logic side of me i want to i want to kind of explain what's going on or you know if the things that we are seeing is real and um when i was a child the person that experienced majority of the hauntings was my sister and i so my sister Werner is a year older than i and she can you know if i can get her to come onto this podcast if she wasn't so shy she will you know tell you guys the story of you know the hauntings that we face as little kids now, the the confusing thing is, is that I don't know what happened when I was little, maybe because it's just my imagination. But um, I remember one time my mom and dad, we went to the supermarket and you guys, I, I, I have, I, I came from a very big family. So we have seven kids in the family and um, my little brother, brother, my little brother wasn't born yet, but my little sister, my little sister Maria was born already. And uh, I remember we had a lot of hauntings and so my sister and I we drew crosses around and, and put it around the house to kind of protect us and of course my mom thought you know okay fine I'll just the girls draw and let them hang and you know their creativity and I remember we were preparing to go so we live in a, a two-bedroom apartment so it was just really really freaking small so my sister and I we, we just kind of you know uh, the cross is there to protect us right and then so we drew crosses and kind of put it in the, we put it in the kitchen, we put it in the living room, we put it on uh, the windows, the kitchen window, the living rooms, um, the bathroom door, we put like a big fucking cross and then we put it on in front of our bedroom doors. And um, I said, you know, I remember telling my sister, I go, it's, it's here to protect the house when we come back because ghosts and demons and stuff like to roam around when we're gone. So all of us went, uh, I, my, my older brother, Timer, he did not go with us. Um, so this is going to be very important why I'm telling you guys this. So he didn't go with us, but he did 
uh, he did left to my cousins who live across the way. And guys, we locked everything. Everything in the house was, was locked. Everything. I'm not, I'm not joking. And like, I remember my mom put like a wooden uh, thing in the window. And so nobody can get in. Everything was all locked, you know, completely. My mom and dad are very OCD when it comes to like locking their homes. Um, I mean, their stuff and especially the apartment. And so nobody can get in, right? Everybody, everybody left, you know, including me, my sister, even the baby. We left to the supermarket, Food Max, during that period of time. And so um, anyways, I think about like an hour and a half later, we came back and um, it was dark. So this was during the summer. So it was a little bit lighting as well. So when we went inside uh, the apartment, I'm not, I mean, I'm not, it's like, I hope it doesn't give you guys fucking goosebumps, but every cross that we drew, it was ripped apart. I don't know who got in or who did that, but everything, all the crosses that we drew was completely destroyed. It was ripped apart. It was taken down. It was thrown onto the, you know, it's just really creeps me the fuck out and I'm getting goosebumps talking about it. And so our stuffed animals that we have on the couch was thrown on the floor. Everything was completely destroyed in our house. And we were walking around and my mom was like, you know, who did this? Who destroyed my house when I was gone? And so my brother, my older brother, the one, the one that I talked about earlier, that did not go to the supermarket with us, he came back like at 1030 at night. And my mom was like confronting him like, why did you just destroy the house and, and, and ripped your sister's drawings apart? And my brother was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I have been gone, you know, on the other side of the town before I came back. And so my mom was like, OK, so who did it then, you know? And, you know, the, the most creepy thing, guys, was the cross on the bathroom door. It was put upside down. OK, and I know you're probably thinking, oh, my God, it's the fucking marijuana that's getting to boom. But I can rest assure you guys I'm not fucking around. And it happened to me. It was really freaking creepy. We had moments where I remember I was asleep and um, <clears throat> in our culture, you know, it's kind of. You sleep with your parents until like you're about eight or nine years old and then you go to your own room. Let me take another hit, guys. So anyways, um, and my parents had this beautiful dresser that they bought and it was freaking gorgeous. And I was sleeping next to my dad. I like to be near my dad. I, I, I didn't really like to be near my mom. I, I like to be near my dad. And I remember I told my dad, I said, I really don't want to sleep on the side of the the um the um side of the bed like the the one where you fall off the side because I'm a, I'm scared and he said okay so my I slept my dad me and my dad changed sides and I remember my dad snoring and so my mom was awake taking care of the baby and then I heard just drawers opening and closing right and I looked at my mom and dad and I go what is that and she said Oh, it's the ghost playing with the cabinets. Now, let me tell you something about my parents, guys. My mom and dad are not scared of ghosts, demons, or whatever you call them. They were confront these motherfuckers head on and ask them, why is you not paying rent? You had the fucking audacity to, to slam my cabinets and doors and shit and scare my kids. And you think you have 
the, the fucking guts. You don't even have balls. What makes you think that you can come to my house and start, you know, slamming my cabinets and shit? That's my mom and dad. And I was so fucking scared. And um, there was moments where we seen a little girl and this little girl is very common um, in our lives. And it's she still is. She comes in your dreams. And um, I remember where it's like, she will come in your dreams and she will appear as my sister and like start hitting us, you know, and like transforming the form into, you know, a little kid form or my sister's form, right? And it's really fucking creepy if you guys think about it, right? It's, it's, this is a really common scenario that has been happening on my life. Sorry, I'm moving my stuff around right here. And so never really, really understood my experiences with the supernatural. So I'm assuming, I'm assuming that maybe that I'm just, you know, I have an active imagination or something. So I came across this thing. Um, so, so, so now we're going to talk about quantum immortality or quantum suicide. This idea was theorized by Max Tegmark. Uh, Tegmark is a professor at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. Uh, he is a physicist, physicist cosmo- cosmologist, and machine learning researcher. Smart guy. Okay. And um, let me go down the slide. Okay. The, so his famous quote that he said, not famous quote, but the things he said is, um, ultimate assemble theory of everything. All structures that exist mathematically exist also physically. So quantum immortality or quantum suicide is when you combine um, quantum many stateness uh, with anthropic principle and survivorship bias. So quantum stateness is quantum superposition, which means two or more states or quantum states can be added together. And anthropic principle is the philosophical premises that any data we collect about the universe is filtered by the fact that in order for it to be observable at all the universe must have been compatible with the emergence of conscious and sapient life that observe it observe it um, and survivorship bias is the logical error of concentrating on the people or things that made it past some some selection process and overlooking those that did not typically because their lack of visibility. Uh, many world interpretation or MWI of quantum mechanics define as that there are many world worlds which exist in the parallel at the same space as time as our own. The existence of the other world makes it possible to get to remove randomness and action at a distance from quantum theory and thus all physics. So like I mentioned earlier to you guys that I'm a fan of ghost adventures. <laughs> I know Jeremy always make fun of me. He was like, I don't know why you fucking like ghost adventures. It's just so freaking stupid. Whatever. Anyway, so I'm a fan of ghost adventures and I think I... I've caught up most of the episodes. Um, I think it was an episode where they were in Ireland in a very, very old castle. I'm fascinated with old buildings. And um, that is why I want to move to Nevada <coughs> in Tonopah, Nevada. Really interesting town and I can't wait to be there. And so anyways, all the all the fact at the fact that these old mines and buildings do exist in Nevada. That's what makes me fall in love with it because I really love 
old stuff. Anyways, Zach was on the third floor of this castle. So Zach Bagans is the main guy in Ghost Adventure. So you guys can like Google it and see who I'm talking about. And he is fucking sexy. Anyways, he was on the he was on the third floor and he caught on a video of a figure walking past the doorway. It made me think about this um, quantum immortality and quantum suicide and the many world theories. And you guys ready? This is going to be the fucking stupid dumb theory. What if the ghosts we are seeing or the demons that we are seeing are just the con- the collision of multi-universe? Dun, dun, dun. So I have never been able to explain what I have experienced as a child. I mean, I'm not the only one that went through it. My entire family did. Uh. My entire family went through this and, um, you know, for my mom and dad, you know, they see things the way that we did and, um, (coughs) you know, like, I try to explain this to other people and, of course, they say, well, Boone, you have an active imagination, but I'm not the only one, okay? So my brother used to sleep outside on the couch And my little sister had this awesome little pink telephone toy that she had. And uh, my brother said that he noticed a a little girl that was playing on that machine right in the middle of the night. Um, Not in the middle of the night, but the early morning hours. Because we used to get up early in the morning, like 5.45. And we all saw the fucking little girl playing that machine. We're like like four people. My older sister, Amy... My older sister wrote around me and my brother, my older brother. So we all saw the same shit. And I really can't really explain what happened or what occurred throughout my childhood, you know, the same way. So it's really, really fucking scary. So I so I don't experience much ghost hauntings or much anymore. I, I think the last time that I actually experienced something was about last year back in, I'm sorry, in 2000, 2018, back in November where I will, I left work. So you guys know this. I work in the evenings. So I get off at like 9, 9.30, almost 10 o'clock. And I was driving onto the fucking freeway. And I saw this woman walking with a, a hospital gown. It, she was like clear. And she turned around and kind of point the other, the other direction, like to the right. And then my car swerved to the fucking right. I mean, left. She pointed to the left. And my, my car swerved to the left. So that was probably like the last experience that I had that was like really, really freaking creepy. But um, to try to kind of explain what I experienced, you know, it's really difficult. So then I turned to quantum mechanics and I always make the argument that um, maybe possibly that we are living side by side with a parallel universe and the collision of existence coming together. And I know that sounds really dumb, and I'm going to take another hit. But that's what I see. And of course, it's all a theory. And um, to get a little bit more details about quantum suicides and quantum immortality, it's like quantum Russia roulette. So you, you, you take the gun, and this is what a lot of people kind of explain, what quantum immortality and quantum uh, suicide is, is that you guys, there's a picture a man that is 
you know, about to commit suicide and he takes his revolver and there's about like four or five bullets. And then every time he pulls the trigger, it's empty. And then he pulls another time, it's empty. And then he pulls again and again to, to the point where he succeeds in his suicide. And so Max Tagmark was... And if you guys have a chance, look him up. He's a really interesting guy. Really fucking interesting. But um, to think that, you know, maybe you have multiples of you. So Star Trek did this episode. So Star Trek is, it's they're not the only one, but as the, the, the most popular sci-fi is Star Trek. And they have an episode called Mirror Mirror in the original episode, the original series, where there's an evil Spock, there's an evil Cap- Captain Kirk, there's a sexy Yohora. Um, Enterprise even did a version of it where it's the opposite of you. And this is a good example of Carl Jung's shadow. And there's like multiple sides of you. And then in Rick and Morty, if you guys are like, you know, adult cartoons... Rick and Morty did an, an excellent episode where it's like the evil Rick, the evil Morty. And so we we subconsciously or un- yeah, subconsciously think about these things about the evil sides of yourself. And I always think to myself, maybe there's another me in a multiple universe where it's a, a collision of identities. I'm sorry, existence and entities, right? And so that's what fascinated me and that's the only way that I could come with an idea to explain ghosts because possibly maybe we're it's just like a glitch in the fucking matrix and multiple dimensions and stuff like that that makes us see that we think it's ghosts and demons and stuff like that and so of course you know some people can you know say oh you're fucking crazy you know you can't really (coughs) you can't really measure that which is true it's not their fault you know it's just a theory quantum mechanics and philosophy is just a theory and so that's what I think it happens. I think that maybe the ghost that you're seeing is just another person that's living in the same time that as you are, the same moment, the exact same time where you guys collide with one another. Of course, there, some people are going to say, well, it looks like my mom and dad. I go, maybe it's quantum immortality and that's your your grandma or your mom or your dad or, you know, God forbid, your child living in another dimension coming to you um, and not not directly intentionally coming to you, but like you know, a time together in one place. And so, like I said, it's a glitch in the matrix. I mean, all programs, you know, glitches here and there. And so that's what I think um, to kind of my explanation or, you know, of explaining ghosts and demons and souls. And then we can get like into like talk about souls and stuff like that. But um, even, you know, my last episode when I talk about the nine consciousness of Buddhahood, I mean, the nine consciousness that we experience to the state of Buddhahood. And um, when you put yourself in that position, you begin to um, notice that your energy level is like a little bit different. So in to, to Buddhists, to Tibetan Buddhists, for example, they, they, they talk a lot about, about the skin, right? Not the skin, but like, sorry, I have to move this down a little bit. I'm sorry. But they, they talk about your flesh, right? Your, your flesh. And, um, if you guys have a chance, go, go to drunk philosophy episode three. And I talk, and it's the nine consciousness where, um, the senses. So your taste, your smell, your, your sight and, and all that stuff lead to the six consciousness. So everything that you take into account, like your sensation, your five senses equal your conscious consciousness that you feel. 
And so I believe it's the seventh consciousness where it talks about like the karmic, where your body is just a flesh and the consciousness or the soul or spirit that you feel, you 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 take that experience, what you experience in this time and moment and dimension and universe, and you move to the next one to kind of reach a state of Buddhahood. And so a lot of people can say, well, it's the third eye that opens. Now, um, I'm going to get into detail to details to talk about the third eye um in the future podcast episode which is gonna be really interesting and, and probably on drug philosophy because i love talking about this stuff when i'm i'm high on weed or i'm drinking or something so i'm taking another hit but anyways i want you guys to think of, uh, for a moment about what i said and um to really kind of take that in because you know what will happen when you die, and I'm going to share another experience that happened to me uh, and my family. Um, so there was a fire, and if you guys have the opportunity, or you guys want to like fucking stalk me or something like that, you guys can look it up. Go to the Fresno Bee, and it shows a picture of our the, the family getting rescued from the fiery uh, the the apartment, the same apartment, guys, the same fucking apartment that we lived in that we experienced these these crazy things. So anyways, there was a fire that happened. So the girl at the bottom of the apartment, I don't remember, her name was Betty. And Betty had some, you know, mental issues and things like that. And um, that's an experience that's going to like fucking haunt me for the rest of my life. But um, there was a fire that happened and Betty started the fire down on the apartment below. So we live in a, a two-story apartment and we were apartment m and she i believe was apartment d at the bottom anyways she set fire to the kitchen and then it kind of went up it kind of went up it went up and burned our apartment as well so the apartment next door and the 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 apartment next door that uh, to betty burned and then it it lift up and it burned the our place and um we don't know what happened but all I remember was my mom took us to her room and she said stay here I'm gonna grab your little brother and my little brother was you know halfway like fucking knocked out from the smoke it's it was really scary and it it, it was sunny like right now it's 158 in the afternoon I believe yeah 158 in the afternoon and like um my mom took us and she kind of huddled us near the window and she was like, you know, we're, we're, we're not going to die. Mom is going to protect you. And so it was my little brother, Piro, my two older sister and me. And my, my dad was, he couldn't get in. The fire, the firefighters did not allow him to get in. And so he was downstairs looking at you know, his family. So my dad ran, you know, over and tried to kind of, you know, understand what's going on. I mean, his family's like stuck in this burning apartment. My, my older brother um, he was not there. He was, you know, d- pretty much downstairs um, outside the whole mess, right? And so um, I, I I, don't remember er- everything else, but I remember seeing a smoke, the smoke coming in from, from the, the, the living room and the kitchen. And um, it was bad. I was beginning to cough. And so I kind of like blacked out a little bit. And I woke up back up. And everything seemed so fucking different. Like I was like in a different reality. Everything was slow. Uh, I started to hear my heart beat. Um, everything was noisy. I couldn't hear my mom. Maybe I was in a state of shock. Um, 
I blacked out. I woke up again and we were still in the, you know, the apartment. I'm like, okay, I'm going to fucking die. This is what's going to happen to me. I'm going to die right here. And I was like about four years old or something somewhere around there. So this, this fire happened in 1993. And so I blacked out, woke up and I saw the fire coming in in slow motion. And for whatever reason, whatever reason, I just felt like a sense of like an angelic, not figure, but the room started to light up. And so I said, oh shit, what's fucking going on? I go, maybe it's just my eyes popping or something like that. And so I felt like an energy of some sort of like a higher being was in the room with us to protect us. And guys, the fire did not go in the room. Like something was blocking it from coming in the fucking room. This is just my experience and what I remember. Um, I I will definitely get my sisters on and, and see what they, because they were a lot older than me. So maybe they remember, maybe I'm just going crazy. I, I was just drunk on smoke. But um, it was very interesting to see this, felt this being. Like I didn't see it, but I felt it. Um, the room got lighter. Um, and like I said, the fire did not go in the room. And so, and then all I remember was my mom picking me up. <coughs> my mom picking me up taking me in the firefighter grabbed me and that's all I remember and you know the the firefighters was, was actually quite impressed that I did not inhale any smoke and so something like that really really fucks you up you know what I mean and so um from that day on I, I really can't explain what went on and um maybe you know, something came from another fucking dimension or something to like saved us or something. Don't know. And these experiences and stuff that I have, you know, I can't logically give you a rational explanation. And the only way I could do it is by theorizing what I think what would happen to, to me as a child. And so maybe you know, that, you know, it was a spirit of my grandfather or, you know, we don't know about time travel. If you guys want me to talk about time travel, let me know. Um, but um, it's interesting to think that maybe possibly this being came from another dimension of some sort and um, like I said, Star Trek did a awesome episode where they go back in time and try to like not fuck the timeline. Um, but uh, I don't know. I can't really explain it. That angelic kind of feeling that I felt like it was just really fucking amazing. And um, I felt myself, you know, a lot of people when you hear stories of a lot of people that when they die, they, they see themselves uh, from the bottom up. And... Um, you, you see documentaries where people say everything is much better now. And I felt that, guys. When I, I think I blacked out, I fucking passed out. Or maybe. But everything felt okay. Now, it's, it's complicated to kind of think about it, you know, 25 years later. Um, the sensation or the, the thing that I felt and I have never been a different I've been a different person now I've only been in alive for like about four four and a half years so but um, that experience taught me a lot about life it taught me a lot about being grateful for something that you cannot explain 
And of course, you can hear the argument about the idea of God, um, where some people will say, you know, you don't see oxygen, but you but you can, you know, you have you feel it every single day, right? You're able to breathe and you're breathing oxygen. You're taking that into your system and in your lungs and it fills you and it's keeping your life. And that's, um, you know, faith. And so, um, I was never an atheist, guys. I was never an atheist because of that experience. Well, I never will tell myself that I'm an atheist, but I'm, I'm agnostic. And we can get to like details about that in future episodes where I talk about my, my religious position. But um, that experience has taught me the, the, the beauty of the unknown that you can't really explain what you, you can. And this is why I love quantum mechanics, because the idea that something like this can exist, like your multiple version of you, you know what I mean? And I've just been so fascinated with this theory. And this theory stuck with me and... Um, you know, talking about the universe and how it is, you know, waking up. And um, the the fact that maybe there's different versions of you, that's really freaking cool. You know, like I right now at the moment, I, I, know, I don't know if you guys know this, but I do suffer from, you know, severe, not severe, but I have social anxiety. I've ha- I have minor social anxieties where I you know feel kind of shy that people are going to judge me but as I'm, I'm as I'm becoming older I'm starting to not give a fuck but what if there's a version of me who is a fucking you know not president but like a performer some t- some sort or there's a version of me that's a killer or a version of me that's selling donuts and shit I don't fucking know and I shouldn't say that because it's kind of like racist because you know <laughs> My cousins, when they came to Cambodia, they opened a donut shop in Houston, Texas. So, and Cambodians were, were well known for opening donut, donut shops because that's what we're fucking good at, fam. Donuts. But anyways, that's the thing that's really fucking fascinates me is that the different ideas or existence or seeing yourself. And, um, you know, it, it, another good example that I want to kind of bring up is is my mom. My mom, sorry, my mom is, uh, she almost died multiple times. Um, and for some odd reason, something is saving her from dying. And it's so fascinating. My mom was like, you know, she got shot by the Khmer Rouge. She didn't get hit guys. So she escaped the, the, the killing fields and they shot at her and they missed. Can you guys fucking believe that shit? They missed. And so, and then when she was escaping, she said she fell into a ditch. Thankfully, it wasn't a ditch full of dead people. She fell into a ditch and she came across a wolf, guys. And that wolf didn't even kill her. It ran away. So my mom is like this this lucky person who has escaped death multiple times. And when we when she was in her 40s, she's in her late 50s now, and she overdosed 
not overdose purposely. See, my mom did not try to commit suicide or anything like that. She just mixed medication together and it had a very bad effect on her. And so the the, the interesting thing was that she got sick and she, she they saved her life. They pumped the medication out from her system. And it was amazing that my mom survived this because she mixed some hardcore fucking drugs, guys. And um, like I said, she did not know. And my mom and dad, they have a very hard time with understanding English because med- medication bottles is, is not in their, their native language. And so, but, um, she, she, you know, we don't, we're taught not to like make other people's lives difficult, difficult if we can just like, you know, handle it on our own. So, but um, my mom is another interesting character that I'm going to be talking about in the future. So, you know, she experienced her own version of quantum suicide. You know, I mean, like she did not purposely do it, though. It's indirect quantum suicide. You know, the the, the theory that by Max Tegmar that, you know, <clears throat> and this keeps going and it keeps going and going just like the, the Duracell. I think it's Duracell, the brand or Energizer. It keeps going and going and going and it gets it gets so fascinating. And when I was doing these research, guys, I was just like my brain just kind of like escaped to the other universe and just the the idea of a portal going to another world that sees you. I'm, I'm not really sure that like I mean, when you look at Star Trek and stuff like that, they look kind of the same, the same future, but, you know, add like a little beard, they're a little darker, or they have different eye colors. So <clears throat> in the episode of Mera Mera, you know, Captain Kirk had, um, he was a little bit more darker and his eyes was had a little bit more makeup and everything. So maybe possibly you don't, you don't look like the same person. Maybe the, the person that, you know, that they're talking about is more like your inner you know, soul or spirit that's a little bit different from everybody else. And that's the the beauty of it is that you don't know. And we can go on forever talking about this, this thing. And it just like, it gets so fascinating and so interesting that, um, that it will blow my fucking mind. And I, I'm going to take another hit. You know, uh, before I continue this conversation, my favorite weed is not stativa, but um, you guys heard of the term purple. I think it's perp. I'm I'm not really sure, but it's the vape version. It contains CBD oil. I'm not talking really straight, but um, it's delicious and it makes everything more interesting. (laughs) You know, talking about this stuff, it it makes it more interesting when you're high. And um, so anyways... The idea of, you know, a different version of you, it's it's just like, what are you? Are you a nice person? Are you a mean person? Or, you know, what's the purpose of us living in this earth? Is it for us to learn about ourselves in another dimension and take that knowledge and enlightenment and become a higher being or a higher self? And going back to Star Trek, it talks about Q. Q is, to me, in, in my personal opinion, maybe you're, if you're a Star Trek fan, Q, to me, is Gene Roddenberry's version of a god. You know, he's arrogant. He knows everything. He's seen everything. He can take you to a universe. And, you know, shower you with love and kisses. I don't remember what, what episode this is. I think Q was this Q episode where he... um. In Deep Space Nine, I believe, where he took a woman out to like many fucking universe, and she got she got really tired, and Q kind of got really angry at her, like human. He go, Ugh. you know, you, you can't satisfy them, and so it's it's 
that's that's what I'm talking about. It's just like, what are we, you know, what's the purpose of our existence today? And does quantum mechanics explain the many world theories that possibly were just in different universe playing a different version of video games only for us to complete the level going to the next one and if you die you die um and then your other side's going to come out and play it's just like a video game you know like you're you're spawning in your original position or your original state of where you were you know like you know you're you're it's like different path it's like an rpg of existence of existentialism right (laughs) it's like an rpg existentialism and like to, to to talk about like space and time to see these type of things, you know, theorizing it's really fucking fascinating for, fascinating for me, and it's just like it's my way to kind of explain what happened to me when I was younger, what is going on who, with who I am now, and um, I'm gonna get like a little deep and personal with you guys, but um, in right now I'm going through a phase of depression and who wouldn't you know like during this time of this this pandemic that's going on at the moment in 2020 has been tremendously bad for all of us and you're not the only one guys and remember to take a deep breath and you know breathe out so I'm gonna take another hit but you know it's like the whole thing for us to live a life only for us to die and this is art and schopenheimer where he was like born to die you know the will to survive and i'm like what's the fucking point of everything and i i understand why people are going through depression that's what i'm feeling at the moment where i feel like what's the point of things what is is you know what what is going on in this world that's making us the way that we are maybe it's just that time in the video game when it becomes really hard like this is the climax in a storyline when everything's going up and we're descending down into the conflict down to the conclusion of our very existence and that's what I feel in all honesty that's what I do that's what I feel I feel like we are not in a stimulation I think that's Elon Musk he said we're in a stimulation maybe you know maybe we're all characters in a game that somebody or someone or something is playing up there. And um, maybe it's just testing us. Maybe it's just an advancement of our higher being and, and adding to our karmic energy that we're feeling. I mean, think about it, guys. We're, we're made of, you know, water. We're like a fucking anxious cucumber. But like, that's what I see. And that's what I feel like we are in a sort of a different reality you know like trying to understand our reality and who we are and and what we do and um i i i don't know and you know trying to explain ghosts and demons and spirits and souls you know like i said the logical side of me trying to explain what I seen or what I saw you know it fascinates me and it makes me think about these type of things and trying to explain things and you know where else would you you know find find try to find the answer than you know quantum mechanics you know and um it's all theories this is just a fucking dumb theory that I have 
And, you know, I don't know. If you guys could, you know, if you guys want to share your ghost story with me, that'd be really awesome because I like, you know, listening to that type of stuff. If you guys have a theory why demon exists, you know, let me know down below. I don't know. And you see a lot of movies talking about demons. You see a lot of movies um, uh, that ex try to explain these things. And um, I don't know. Maybe, you know, the demons were... Our, is our kind of our, our shadow side, right? And so I, I wrote something down about the seven demons. And um, let me look it up right here. And um, it made me think about, um, let me type it in, seven demons. Okay. So... His demon classification was... Okay, the classification of demons. Um, the character, characterization or the classification is Lucifer. He is pride. Mammon is greed. Uh, Asamadeus is lust. Leviathan, envy. Bezalub, gluttony. Satan, wrath, and Belafafor. I, I think I pronounced that right. Belhavgor. It means sloth. So pride, greed, lust, envy, gluttony, wrath, and sloth. I feel like that's the seventh side of our, our shadow side. And I, I, I just kind of wanted to share with you guys about that interesting observation that I, I wanted to talk about. And so maybe there's different versions of us that is a prideful bastard, is a greedy fucking whore, is a lustful, you know, wants some deliciousness of bootiness. You know, maybe, you know, it's just a representation of us trying to explain our different version of us, right? And if you guys, you know, try to understand that it's like the anger, the greed, the lust, happiness, joy, and stuff. It contains all within us. And maybe it's just us is a transformation or a like medical, 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 metaphysical transformation of the self to a higher being. And maybe that's what it is with ghosts and shit like that. Maybe it's just like we're seeing a, a change or somebody like is stuck in the fucking process of, of the, the, I guess the stimulation, if you can, I, I, that, you know, they're stuck in the stimulation or they're like stuck in a program. And I don't know. This is, this is me, you know, coming up with all these things high on marijuana. So, what do you guys think? Have you guys seen any ghosts? What's your explanation of things like that? And it's kind of creepy, right? You're trying to, you know, you're listening to this podcast, probably driving like in the dark and shit. You're like, what the fuck, Boone? But that's some far out shit, right? That's some far out fucking dumb shit of theories. And I'm, hey, I'm not a smart person. I'm just a person who's very curious about the universe, about the galaxies and dimensions and collisions of the individuals. I mean, what if... You guys remember about Frederick Nietzsche? He talks about the superhuman. 
Let me share with you guys that definition. I wish I had a Jamie, y'all. A Jamie. So Nietzsche, Superman. There it is. Okay. The Ubermacht. That means Superman. Okay. So the... Okay, let me look. Okay. The Ubermath. What is Nietzsche's Superman? So to see about the, like the, the Superman that Frederick Nietzsche is talking about. Superman. Uh, and it's uh, the... I hate these ads. Superman, German Ubermath. Ubermesh in philosophy, the superior man who justified the existence of the human race. Superman is a term significantly used by Friedrich Nietzsche, particularly also uh, Spark Zathariah. Although it had been employed by J.W. von Goethe and others, this superior man would not be a product of a long evolution. Rather, he would merge when any man with the superior potential completely masters himself and strikes off conventional Christian hurt morality to create his own value, which are completely rooted in life on this earth. Nietzsche was not forecasting the brutal superman of the German Nazis. Guys, his fucking sister took his work and screwed everything up, okay? For his goal was a Caesar with Christ's soul. George Bernard Shaw popularized the term Superman in his play Man and Superman. So I guess Superman is talking about the superhero Superman with the red thong on. And so that's pretty much his theory of what he's talking about. So I don't know, guys. Maybe, you know, maybe that's just my misinterpretation of Nietzsche. But uh, he has, he's talking about the idea that I'm trying to kind of address the superman or the superwoman or the superhuman being where we learn everything from different versions of us and then we come together, okay? Like, like Rick and Morty, you know, like you see like the bunch of fucking Rick, the council of Ricks, you know, what if, what if there's a council of you, a council of boons, right? Coming together and try to like, complete that process indirectly okay i'm not saying council where everybody's like meeting from different dimensions but that's not what i'm saying but what i'm saying is that a different version of you that comes out after the completion of like the video games that i'm talking about the rpg you grew and now you have reached the state of the super being right i don't know that's what I is. That that's that's what I is. See, I shouldn't listen to fucking hip hop before I start this podcast episode. But um, that's what I'm talking about, where we reach a state of enlightenment. Okay, we don't really understand what's going on around us, and we start to kind of transform into the we removed ourselves from the flesh, and so we become possibly. Just a detached ball of consciousness. Ooh, that's a Star Trek episode that I that was another one. I love Star Trek, guys. I cannot wait until I start watching binge watching Star Trek. So I'm going to put it um, onto this podcast episode. So unfortunately, guys, Star Trek: The Wisdom of Star Trek is going to be under a paywall. It's not going to be free like drug philosophy. So, but um, anyways, let me take another hit, guys. I'm not going to edit this part out. 
But that's what I'm talking about. You know, it's like, that's what I think. I don't think this is it, if that makes sense. I don't think we're brought onto this earth just to fucking die. Even though I just, I, I'm sorry, Arthur Schopenheimer. I'm just saying what it is. But it's like, I think about these things. And I, I think there's it's more complex than that. I think it's more difficult to explain. And of course, I'm going to have my friends who's not really a fan of ghosts. And they're like, I don't believe in ghosts. I don't believe in ghosts. Well, I do. I don't know about your experiences that you have. And of course, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to like disregard them because... They have the sciences and stuff, and um, but um, you know, quantum mechanics is part of the sciences, and maybe we can explain things that we, you know, we don't know. You know, the God particle. You know, where did all the stuff that it came before to make our existence that we are here today? Like, what makes us us? You know, what I mean, the foundation fundamentally. Um, of course, we're just like a, like if you look at our nerves and our brains and stuff like that the connection of the nerves it looks just exactly like the universe i mean we are an amazing freaking machine and uh i don't know if you guys know that and appreciate the 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 fucking beauty of the way your body is built what makes you not capable that we are you know the things that we built you know like if we could send somebody to space, if we could, you know, duplicate dupl- duplicate a human gnome or, you know, all the scientists, stuff like that. If you guys l- l- look at a documentary about scientists that were in the military, boy, that is, um, that's what I'm talking about, guys. If we can do these things, what makes you think that in another universe we didn't do the same thing? And kind of destroyed ourselves and broke into like many pieces of ourselves in the, 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 I guess the quantum world or the fucking universe, like different versions of us that is scattered throughout the fucking way. You don't know, right? And, um, I don't know. And I see things and I read things and, I don't think humans are dumb. And I know, you know, during the pandemic, during the age of Trump, you're like, oh my God, humans are fucking dumb. Well, you're a human too, dumbass. Relax. You're no different than everybody else. And um, I think we're, we're not giving us enough credit of the human spirit or the human soul. And, uh, Maybe there's a fucking higher being or like a super being that's that it's in the stage of completeness. In a stage of superhuman stateness, right? And so they're just like watching us and kind of experimenting with us. And whoa, we're going to talk about aliens too in drunk philosophy. And um, maybe that's what it is. Maybe we're just an experimentation of you know, a levels of higher being, you know, 
Um, and I'm looking at my poster. So I have a bunch of posters in, in front of me. Well, I don't I have a bunch of, bunch of posters, but I have a lot of Buddha statues. And like I told you guys, I have a, a statue of Ganesha. I think that's how, I think that's what it is. Don't smoke kids. And I see a lot of, you know, Buddha and Buddha's like in the state of, you know, um, right. And, um, you know, I think about the Buddha, you know, did he reach that stage and what made him, you know, come to his conclusion of what he did about humans being and guys, he wasn't an angry man. I mean, he saw many injustice in front of him, you know, he saw, you know, the sick man, the dead man, the poor man. And instead of getting angry about it, he went into, you know, the state of, you know, detachment of the self. And um, I'm talking about the physical self. It's he made a connection with his conscious self, if that makes sense. Did I say that correctly? He went into kind of a state of detachment from reality and start to start kind of focusing on the inner self um this is what I recall from my dad telling me these things I am a bad Buddhist well I'm not a Buddhist but I'm a bad Buddhist student but he reached that stage by being you know studying under you know studying but meditating under the Buddha tree and um you know it's fascinating when you when you kind of think about these these different religion and different ideas of the state of higher consciousness. You know, Fred Nietzsche talks about the superhuman. Um, Buddha talks about the, 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 the Buddhists talk about, you know, Buddhahood and, um, you know, all these intellectuals talk about like the third eye and our state level of consciousness that we can like, we have like different levels and shit and that we have this ability to kind of think outside the fucking box, like literally outside your box. When I'm talking about the box, I'm talking about your human skin, your human flesh, you know? And so it's like quantum mechanics or I'm sorry, quantum mechanics, quantum immortality is maybe that's what it is. It's just everybody's like trying to find who they are and kind of like fucking colliding and becoming like this huge, this higher being or what Gene Rondeberry said, the cue, right? You know, everything from experience that we learn, we take that and we kind of just it become another being and the, the cycle continues until we reach that state. We don't know what, what's going to happen when we die. Scientists can't measure that. There was a, a story. I really want to get my phone. There was a story and I, I, I'm going to talk about it in Drunk Philosophy, I promise. There was a story of a scientist trying to measure if soul exists, the spirit, I guess. And um, the body was placed on the in the morgue. And it, a scientist came and say, let me try to fucking measure, not, not fucking measure. Let me try to measure if there's a soul that exists and does it come out of the body. And so they, um, a person just died and it was said that the body became lighter and that something left that body afterwards. I think it was an old person's body. I don't remember the story. Um, I wish I could find it. 
And the soul left the body, they said, and it became your body became lighter. Fascinating, right? So there's some things that science cannot explain. Um, and so we just stick to theory. Like philosophy is theories and quantum mechanics is all theories. And that's why the two and two make such a great fucking couple because the philosophers come out with these questions and, you know, the, 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 the physicists come with this question. So it com- it's up to science to understand what's going on. And maybe possibly in the future, they can figure out that maybe there's another time or space, you know, and uh, we don't know. So I hope this conversation really kind of opened you guys' eyes a little bit. Um, and uh, I'm not a fucking alcoholic, <laughs> okay? Um, I'm. I, it's just I was free today and I'm off and I didn't take my nappy nap before I go to work. And I decided to kind of get into this conversation, talk with you guys and share my experience, what I, I went through as a child. Um, it's really close to me. You know, I really don't like talking about these stuff, you know, out in the open because a lot of people think I'm fucking dumb. But um not not dumb, like just, you know, intellectually not there. <laughs> so um, as always, guys, stay far out. And remember to share, like, comment. Um, and I hope you guys really appreciate this conversation. If you want more, uh, make sure you guys donate so I can do this full time. Um, I'm not wearing any pants at the moment, smoking marijuana, talking about philosophy. Damn, I like to do this full time, but uh, I can't. I have a full time job. So anyways, guys, please, please, please remember to stay far out. Bye.